This is the Oanda Podcast. This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. Let's join Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London. Hi, Johnny. How are you? Very well, thanks. Uh, the last week before Christmas, of course. And, uh, well, Elon Musk, uh, you can never keep him out of the news, can you? And he's back on the front pages yet again. As we speak, it looks like Twitter users have voted in favour of Mr. Musk stepping down as the platform's chief executive. Yes, um, I <laughs> I was watching some football, the American kind, and I saw on Twitter this informal poll pops up and it's Elon Musk asking if uh, Twitter users want him to stay on. And, and I, you know, the first thing that came to mind was he wants out. <laughs> it's, it's amazing to see, you know, how the market reaction has been. Um, Tesla shares are rallying nicely here. And I think there's a, this, this relief that Musk is going to leave the Twitter head chief poll, and he's, he's going to focus more on just uh, on making cars and probably also on SpaceX. That seems to be the, the healthy amount of uh, companies that he can handle. This is a poll that uh, I think it shows you, you know, the, the it was under a lot of criticism. Um, um, I, I think, I think that uh, it's been very time consuming um, and uh, you, you'll probably see that, uh, you know, Twitter is, uh, it's its probably uh, a lot more work than he anticipated. Um, and uh, I, th- I think that uh, he'll probably uh, be happy to, to, to leave this this uh, position. So um, we'll see exactly what happens, um, who will take over. Uh, but I would not be surprised if he already had someone in mind. And, uh, you know, overall, though, this, uh, this is um, going to be, viewed as positive for Tesla shares. Um, and, and I think you'll probably see that, um, you know, people are worried, you know, is, you know, how much more selling of, of Tesla shares is, is Musk going to do. And uh, hopefully um, things can uh, continue to head, the, head uh, or improve for Tesla. I think they've, uh, they've hit, um, I think, you know, recessionary pressures um, and there's, there's been, uh, you know, just the ramping up of more production sites. Um, things have been a little bit more costly for Tesla, so hopefully, um, uh, there they there are they are now you know a major car manufacturer, and I think you're going to see that uh, there's a uh, you know great potential over you know these next few years, and especially as we we stare at those you know gasoline prices. Uh, it, it seems that this market, the, the, the oil markets are going to remain tight, and uh, that should continue to help drive um, EVs, um, EV growth, I think, over these next few years. With Twitter, even if he does resign as chief executive, he's going to remain as Twitter's uh, owner. So I mean, this poll, the results are in, as they say, 17.5 million users voted, 42.5% said they didn't want him to step down. In a way, I was quite surprised it was as high as that. But the rest, of course, voted for him to go, 57.5%. It's quite a clever way of installing someone else as chief exec if your name has become a little bit toxic. Very much so. I, I mean, this is, for 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 Musk, I think this is, uh, you know, there's been a lot of backlash over, um, you know, being chief twit. And I think uh, it's his self proclaimed name uh, I, I think he's he, 
he, he needs to, I think, really um, just focus on getting, you know, the right team in place. And, uh, you know, he's had some time, so hopefully he can do that. But um, I think uh, there's there's a lot of people that are unhappy with uh, the the direction that Twitter's going. And I think what we'll, we'll see is um, this is going to be a platform that uh, allows for a much more relaxed rules as far as um, who can voice what opinion. Um, but I, I think what will happen is it'll become very costly to maintain um, all the, the checks and balances in place. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with Twitter. But I think for now, um, you know, I think Musk was definitely ready to move on. Very interesting, Ed. Let's switch topics and talk about Germany and some encouraging news following some data on their business climate index. It was uh, rather impressive. Uh, you know, <laughs> business morale is approaching, uh, I think, uh, some um, improved levels. Uh, you know, the, the, the headline, um, you know, came in um, better than expected. Uh, you know, you had slight upward revisions. Um, and, and I think what this is, you know, signaling for a lot of traders is that, uh, you know, business confidence um, is improving and it implies that we're going to have a milder recession for Germany. Um, I, I think that, you know, there's still, um, you know, we're, we're, the German economy is heading, heading for a recession and uh, I think you're going to see, you know, Elevated inflation curbing purchase is, you know, it's really weighing on purchasing power. And I, I think there's, there's, uh, you know, a lot of this bad news, though, has has been priced in for, for quite some time. Um, but when you take a look at how uh, these, you know, business climate, the assessment of the business situation and expectations, they're all, you know, heading northward. And I think there's, there's optimism here that, um, you know, it might not be as bad as people were initially anticipating, and um, still, I mean, you're 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 heading towards a rough patch um, for for the the uh, the German economy. But I think this is a no, it was a you know, it's a a positive you know indicator for Germany's growth outlook, and uh, I think that um, you know, you know we're we're probably going to see a lot of traders um, you know still anticipate that. Europe can maintain a, an aggressive stance with fighting inflation for a little while longer as, as Germany, um, you know, shows its economy is, is not completely deteriorating. And it's interesting, of course, because a bit like non-farm payroll figures, when they are good in the United States, then markets uh, perhaps are disappointed because it will mean that a more hawkish scenario for central banks in terms of interest rates. Could we see the same thing happening here? I think it does give the the ECB a little bit more room to become to remain um, uh, uh, aggressive, and it might explain uh, a little bit more of their 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 recent hawkishness. But uh, I think overall, this is a this is a market that um, you know the euro is slightly higher, German yields rose um, after this you know relatively optimistic survey, and uh, I, I think you know there's still going to be other factors that are really going to determine the outlook for for the the eurozone and um but but overall this is this is positive this does continue to feed into the playbook of people investing in europe um you know you're, you're starting to see uh the way a lot of traders are they're 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 a little pessimistic with uh, u.s equities more, much more optimistic with asian equities and, and europe's kind of somewhere in the middle <laughs> 
Let's talk Bitcoin now, Ed. And of course, last week on Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, we saw big falls and that pessimism has continued to start the week, hasn't it? It's still in place. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with the scrutiny that's going with uh, uh, Binance right now. There's, you know, we, we had the FTX collapse and and now, um, you know, Binance has this giant bullseye on its back. And I, I think, uh, you know, one of the key stories to finish out last week was that um, the accounting firm, uh, Mazars Group, they, they uh, decided to suspend, suspend all their work with um, a lot of key major crypto clients, uh, one being the world's largest crypto exchange, Binance. Uh, they, they also have uh, ended relationships with uh, KuCoin and Crypto.com. And this is, uh, I think, one of the, the reasons why uh, this, you know, was um, drawing a lot of attention is because, you know, initially their work was kind of providing um you know, Binance with that argument that, okay, you know, we're, we're, you know, our, our assets are in line. Um, and, and now, um, you're, you're, you're going to see that, you know, this raises questions. I think, uh, given what's happening with FTX and, you know, even some of their auditors are now under scrutiny, it seems like, um, uh, this accounting firm wants to distance itself as far as way, from uh, you know a lot of these crypto companies, and that's you know some people are saying, well maybe they just don't want to have that risk on their um, books, got, just in case you know something was able to slip through the cracks, and if one of those companies go under, they don't want to be liable. So we'll see if that's the case, um, but it, it shows you there's still you know little confidence um, um, for for investors right now, and and I think when you take a look at some of the price action um, you know we often focus on Bit bitcoin and ethereum but uh you know we we also you know have to take a look at some of the other key coins and uh binance's uh native uh bnb token that that one hit the lowest levels uh in in, in july and, and that's because of you know significant withdrawals and and that's uh i think that uh we're, we're starting to see uh you know you know significant uh, clawback demands, and, and that's that's you know going to be difficult for any company, any exchange. Um, so we'll see exactly how you know risk appetite holds over these next couple of weeks um, going into the new year. And but uh, but right now it seems uh, um, you know everyone's going to wait and see um, how you know how does Binance withstand this wave of withdrawals and um, ultimately uh, you know what's what's going to drive crypto investors uh, in the new year. And, and uh, it seems uh, there's still this uh, wait and see approach, but uh, I think that uh, the little, the brief rally that we saw for the most part, uh, things were rather constructive after we bottomed out from following FTX. Now it seems that uh, a little bit more of the pessimism is setting in, you know, at one point it looked like Bitcoin was going to make a rally to 18,500 and now we're, we're comfortably, comfortably below 17,000. Before I let you go, Ed, let's look ahead to what remains of this week. What are the highlights for you? You have to focus on, there, there's a couple things. Number one, the Bank of Japan is in focus. We have a rate decision. There's been a lot of speculation as far as, you know, what will happen when we get a new um, governor? Does 
does that signal the end of this ultra easy uh, monetary policy stance? And uh, I think a lot of people are, are counting on that, but we, we still have three more meetings with Corota. Um, so we'll, we'll see exactly what happens. I'm not expecting any uh, major revelations here, but I, I think there's still optimism uh, that, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're not talking about interventions that often now. It seems that uh, the yen has been rallying. And uh, I think a lot of people are becoming more optimistic um, with Asia. Um, you know, China's reopening is going to be key. You know, they are seeing a surge in cases. And we'll, you know, I think a lot of people are going to focus on healthcare capacity over there right now. A lot of other key th- events are happening this week. Um, one of the, the, the more interesting ones is um, we have earnings. Um, we don't have many. But we have some big ones. We have Nike, uh, Micron, FedEx, and General Mills. Uh, Nike specifically is going to be interesting because this will give us um, one of the latest looks as far as holiday spending. Uh, also, they have a big uh, market in China and seeing how that demand has been faring. Um, I, I think also FedEx is going to be a key one too. Um, but uh, I, th- I think this is this is one of those weeks where, um, as far as U.S. economic data goes. There's nothing that's going to be too market moving. We, it's a big week for housing data, so we'll we'll get um, today. We have the NHAB NHAB uh, housing market index, but then more traders are going to focus on existing home sales later in the week. Um, housing starts, building permits, um, all these data points are you know going to continue to show that you know there, there's weakness in the market we're, we're in a housing market recession um and uh, I, I think for u.s data you know consumer confidence is probably going to be the one that a lot of people focus on that's supposed to improve slightly for the month of december and the third and final readings of q3 gdp um, no one's anticipating major changes there um especially with core pc as well so um you know, the, the, the data will probably see more, a le- less of a focus. Personal income is supposed to soften. No one's surprised with that. Personal spending also. Um, and uh, But um, overall, I, I think uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see markets close early on Friday, uh, at least the bond market that is. Stocks will have a normal day. Um, but uh, I, th- I think it's going to be light. You know, the trading volumes are going <clears> to, <throat> I think, uh, steadily decline. And um, we'll, we'll see what how investors want to position themselves before the holidays. Excellent stuff. Ed, we'll talk to you again later in the week. But until then, thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you. Have a great one. This is the Oanda Podcast.